0: Welcome, everybody, to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co host, Hannah First. I feel like on Instagram, we've become the like unofficial, like normalized. The Pooh Girls? Yes. Have we become the yep. Pooh Girls? We're the Pooh Girls. <laughs> Sorry. I get a lot of, well, solicited and unsolicited um, messages about people's, like, dating dating poo stories. Usually it's dating and poo together. So I got this um, one that I thought was so funny. This is just how she opens the message. Hello, poo story. (laughs) 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 Like, that's it. Hello, poo story. Dating my BF, my boyfriend, for only about two months. Get violent gastro while staying at his house. Violent is in capitals. Both ends. Okay. Shit on bathroom floor whilst vomiting and scream at him not to come in. This is like this is like bridesmaids, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Try and clean up with wet ones. Um, wet ones aren't gonna clean shit up. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone with a wet one in no, that situation. I definitely would have gone with mm. a towel that would have ended up in the bin.
1: Try and clean a towel. <laughs> What you would have used a towel, I
0: not you've got to take it out and be like, oh, hey, okay. sorry, I've just cleaned up my shit with this towel that needs to go in the bin. So what would you do then? Like something needs to be able to like actually... I'd do
1: a big bit of toilet paper, like roll down the toilet paper yep. and then scoop up, put mm-hmm. that in the toilet and then get the wet wipe and clean up the residue.
0: You've thought about this. Yeah. Um- <laughs> Flush before he, so try and clean up with wet ones and flush before he comes into the bathroom. Later that day, this is the boyfriend, oh, you didn't flush those wet ones, did you? They'll block the septic system. Dad and I will have to unblock it. So she, <laughs> I mean, most people know that you don't flush wet ones down the toilet. Yeah, but oh. sorry, if you've just cleaned up your shit off the floor, you're not going to put that in a bin, are <laughs> I you? I think what you said was right. How about this? You get toilet paper and you just try and clean up what you can put the toilet paper when the toilet's full flush do it again flush yeah just continue on until it's all yes. gone and then wet ones but the wet ones need to go in the bin yes so I think that's Look, a good I strategy my
1: main advice to this young lady would be maybe go home just yeah. Go home to your own safe space. Don't <laughs> stay at your boyfriend's house when you have violent in capitals gas smoke. Just yeah. Just go and be with yourself and you've got your own bathroom. And if you somewhere, it doesn't matter. You can use the towel at home and throw that in the
0: bin if you want to. But I feel that the um we really started a there's a little bit of mo- a movement on this podcast. We've yep. normalized um our normal bodily functions. Everyone does yeah. it every day. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs> we're changing lives one poo story at a time. So what is on today's episode, Joe? On today's episode, we're doing a, a little bit of a recap on past um, cringy combos that we've done specifically because now in Victoria, we're fully out of lockdown. We're back living life. Um, so we're going to talk about um, defloor appropriate makeup that you're not going to sweat off, plus a recap on Pash Rash and Blisters Chat. Um, And then we're talking to uh, Dr. Ryan DeCruz about keratosis pilaris and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. I also think there might have been a magpie in the back of that recording. Um, I don't know what's going on. There seems to be a magpie infestation outside. So if you can hear that, apologies.
0: So end of lockdown. I haven't actually been on a dance floor. Dance floors aren't open yet, are they? I think I might have accidentally
1: stumbled onto an illegal one a couple of weeks ago, um, but I think maybe there was no supervision happening at the venue. Okay. And if they're coming, they're coming back. Yeah, no, they. I think they will be allowed by the time this episode comes out. Either way, it, I can't tell you how it feels to dance in public mm. to Whitney Houston again. So I actually had forgotten how sweaty you get on a dance floor. My hair was like stuck Mm. to my head Mm. and I just felt like I was getting sweaty up a lip. I really wasn't prepared for a dance floor situation for obvious reasons, but I don't think that the makeup that I had on was appropriate for a dance floor. And I, in retrospect, should have probably taken like a powder or something with me, but I didn't. I didn't have anything in my bag except my Bobbi Brown uh, lip gloss that mm-hmm. I now can't get it's out of stock and oh. I feel like that's my fault for making it popular <laughs> now I can't even buy it myself um so you are obviously a veteran of the dance floor yeah I think as an oily skin girl you surely have some tips for dance floor appropriate makeup
0: so I would if you're going to go on a dance floor and I guess For me, like I would do my makeup like this all the time, but I think that um, these tips would really work if you're going into like humidity or you're going to be more sweaty than you usually are, even Mm. if you've got normal skin. So I think the best primer for like controlling shine is the Makeup Forever Shine Control Primer. So I would put that on every – if I don't put that on and I'm doing my makeup – it literally, I will be, I did it the other day. I, I didn't put primer on and I just had full sweat coming through all over my teeth. Oh, zone. really? Yeah. It's like the only thing that I swear by it. It really works.
1: Okay. We'll put that one in the episode notes.
0: Yes. Um, I would also use a, a mattifying foundation. I mean, I just feel mm-hmm. like a dewy foundation is not going to mesh well with the dance floor is that what you were yeah. wearing on the dance floor yes and, it was and just, my skin looked wet yes even for <laughs> yeah. you it would look really yeah. wet so I mean my yeah. favorite dance floor foundation would be um Estee Lauder Double Wear because it just like blocks the sweat from coming out of your pores mm-hmm. um and then <laughs> I would be using a powder so um I would always set that with a powder and my Favorite is the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Pause. And then I would actually have that in your handbag and then go to the bathroom like just before and mid-dance mm. floor and then touch that up like that really – so those three products together are like my – I swear. Have you seen that?
1: um, Have you seen that Revlon volcanic stone thing all over TikTok? I've
0: heard. I've seen it on
1: TikTok. I think we should try it. Wild. I think you definitely should try it. Okay. I wouldn't go that mad. I've seen these people do it, and it's like wild that it really works. Yes. Yeah. Revlon. So if you want to see this in action, um, a creator that we have worked with before, Ashley Major, posted a TikTok using this. So if you want to see a demo in action, go and check out her. Revlon's oil
0: absorbing volcanic face roller. Okay. I'm going to give that a go and I'll report back. And like you can wash it. Like I don't even understand understand how it works. To be honest, if I'm using those three products, it would be rare that I would need anything else to stop. Yeah. Okay. It really keeps What about setting spray? Do you use a setting spray? I don't. I don't use a setting spray. I just use a... Is that weird? No,
1: if that stuff's working for you. And obviously, all of that stuff is going to be mattifying. So if you were using like a dewy foundation, then you'd need that extra step of having some kind of setting spray. But if you are going to go for a setting spray, I'd go with Scandinavia. There's mm. just it really nothing else compares to that, I don't think, in terms of like staying power. Mm-hmm. Like it really just holds that in there for a really long time. It's it's hardcore. I would liken it to hairspray that we would okay. usually use in high school to set our makeup. That's how okay. good it is. <laughs> I need to try that. Yeah, you should. Um, so A couple of other things that may pop up now that we are free. Sorry for anyone that isn't in Victoria, but we just need to celebrate this moment. So just let us have it. Um, You have had quite a few dates recently. Any (gasps) Pash Rash uh, (laughs) recommendations?
0: I did Pash a guy. We went on a few dates. And I patched him mm-hmm. every time and he had a very mm. full on beard, actually.
1: Was this punt road kisser? Or-
0: <laughs> yeah. He had a- but I've got to say, it's the beard. Big- Are you going
1: to tell that story? or?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I was, I hadn't actually had a kiss in so long and I met this guy and he was like, let's pretend we're on a holiday romance. Cause like, obviously love hol- holiday romance. And I, we were like, we walked along the river, sat down on a bench and we were chatting. Perfect place to kiss me if you wanted to kiss mm. me, but but instead of that, mm-hmm. we walk back and we're at the corner of Punt Road and Swan Street, which, if you're unfamiliar with Melbourne, is, like, the busiest intersection in Melbourne mm-hmm. by far. Yep. And we're at standing at the traffic lights. Like, there's people, like, queuing to, like, cross the road. And I'm like, oh, see ya. And he's like, do you, do you want to make out? And I don't know what came over me, but I was like, sure. <laughs> I actually said, here? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, Sure. So we, like, had quite a passionate kiss on the corner of Punt Road. That's why he's known as Punt Road kisser.
1: I'm not sure what I would have thought if I'd witnessed that. Like, if I'd been driving past and I didn't know you, <laughs> There was t- I if there was,
0: there was tongue as well. Like, it
1: wasn't Whoa, just in the middle of the day, too. Like, on a Saturday night, that's, you'd expect that. It was, like,
0: 4 p.m., 4, 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah, 4 p.m. And... Yeah, so he had quite a beard, but I think when with a longer beard, it's not as scratchy as stubble. Yeah. Because I remember, yeah. you'll remember this before I went to Thailand, god, this is 2019 now. I remember I was seeing a guy and he had stubble, and every time I would pash for like an hour and I would just come hot like I would my face would be red raw. Yeah.
1: It's mm. like perioral dermatitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: I, so irritating. It's really irritating. So um, in that case, I use the my favourite product for irritation is the Murad. Do you know the one? It's like the balm. Oh, the recovery. Is it recovery yeah. balm? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, that is the best for like any. It's just a, like a moist, a very thick, really soothing moisturizer that's like my favorite mm. it would be my favorite for past
1: I think I'd go the La Roche Posay Cicaplast B5 mm-hmm. it's just it's again like a balm when was the last time you had past I honestly can't remember. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> probably around the time we recorded that original episode. Do you know know why? Because like, <laughs> Joe only likes clean cut guys. She <laughs> she definitely doesn't date
1: guys with hey, stubble. That's actually that's actually not true. I don't mind a bit
0: of stubble. And look, you only get past trash if you're making out like teenagers, like for an hour. Like exactly. I, I don't get yeah. past trash if we're making out for like yeah a little bit. Like it's just a first kiss or whatever. But um. I do remember that guy when we first did that episode like I just remember my I've got photos of my skin because I took a photo after it was like 1am and we'd been making out for like an hour my whole face was like it was like I had lipstick running all over my (laughs) red lipstick I'd like on taking off your red lipstick yeah it was really red (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yeah. No.
1: We and I remember we'd been asked to do that topic. Like people had asked us to do that. So just, it's similar to ask
0: me. Um, it's like a similar thing yeah. to ask me. Sort of the same. Yeah. And and but probably more soothing actually. Anything that's yeah. really soothing.
1: The last um, little topic to recap on is blisters. So I recently, um, I didn't get the blisters from heels. I actually got them from a pair of new runners that I wore the wrong socks with. Mm. And I got like such deep blisters on the, like on my Achilles. Mm. Like, in that part of your foot and it just digs in so deeply. Anyway, so remember when we did that blisters episode and I was like raving about those compede patches? Yeah. I can't get them anywhere. So this is like a PSA. Please tell me. Who stocks them? Because I went to Chemist Warehouse and I got the, the Band-Aid brand and they were sh**. Oh, no. And I need to get the Compede ones. Like the blisters have recovered now, but I think as we head out, like I've started to wear heels again and I'm realising how much they like cut into your mm. feet. Like I kind of forgot how much heels cut in and you just kind of uh, get used to it. Like when you wear the same shoes all the time, your feet just adjust. But I legitimately have not worn heels in I don't even, when would have been the last time that I would have worn heels? Maybe I, March? I haven't
0: really worn them. I don't, when did we?
1: <laughs> yeah. I did also have an incident, um, twice on two occasions. I, um, pulled my quad wearing heels. One was getting off the toilet and one was getting out of my car. And then that's when I realized I was like, am I getting old or have I just not been wearing heels and my body mm, is like, no.
0: yes." <laughs> I feel like you're, Body's getting used to the heels. Like mm, my body wouldn't. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if I'm a heel wearer anymore. Yeah,
1: I I just like I wear heels. runners and flats. I kind of wish I had a pair of flat shoes that I liked, but I just don't. Um, like for dates, I just prefer to wear a heel. You always wear heels on dates? Yeah, mostly.
0: Wow. Unless it's like a
1: walking date, or like I have to be in flat shoes for some reason.
0: Yeah, no. I think I'm... I feel.
1: I think I feel like. Hey, that,
0: that's because she wears. She always only dates over a certain height. <laughs> <laughs> Don't me. She's literally. I know her type so well. Like tall, like clean cut or clean shaven. Um, yeah. There's just it's a vibe. Not my vibe, yeah. but it's a vibe.
1: <laughs> Someone's vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. So if anyone knows where I can get those Compeed blister things from, I'm going to need them because we're, we're back out there in a big way. Hannah, we're going to Sydney.
0: I know. It's a vibe.
1: Maybe we can go out when we're there, yes. but I'm going to need those blister patches before that because.
0: Hey, do you know what would be really fun? Cause we fly up on Wednesday. How fun would it be to go on like a double date on Wednesday night? Cause we're, we're recording. With who? <laughs> well, can maybe someone listening knows two guys in Sydney okay two single guys in Sydney because we want to record we're recording a live podcast like the whole time we're in Sydney that could be fun such a good idea
1: yeah okay okay listeners
0: help us Hannah,
1: I don't know if you get questions about this particular concern all the time, but I know that I definitely do. And it's keratosis pilaris. So we wanted to bring Dr. Ryan DeCruz from Southern Dermatology. He's a dermatologist there. Welcome back to the podcast, Ryan.
2: Thanks very much for having me.
1: Pleasure to see you again. Now, let's jump straight into it what is keratosis pilaris and why is it more common in some people than others?
2: Yeah, really common question. So keratosis pilaris, I think of as more of a a variant. So it's not a disease or a a pathological entity, but it's actually a really common human trait. And it's thought to be autosomal dominant, which means that if your parents have it, either one of them, you've got a 50-50 chance of inheriting it yourself. The idea is that keratosis pilaris is the overgrowth of skin around a hair follicle. So we also call it follicular hyperkeratosis. So just a lot of skin that blocks the pores or blocks um, the hair follicle, giving it a, a rough or a bumpy appearance. In addition to this excess skin, there's also an increase in blood vessels. So they can often look a little bit pink or red. So they look like little red dots or little red bumps predominantly on the arms, but they can also affect the thighs, even the cheeks and the eyebrows.
1: Mm. I've got a little bit of it on the back of my arms, but that's pretty much the only place I get it. I actually had a friend the other day say to me, like, what can I do for it? Like it's come back. She'd moved back from the UK and I think maybe the change in water or the temperature or something, are there certain things that can trigger it if you if it's gone away for a little while and then it comes back? Are there certain things that you try to eliminate?
2: Yeah, so look, as you pointed out, everyone um, who suffers? from this trait or who who has it themselves, can have it to varying degrees. So some people will have it quite diffusely all over their arms and, and their thighs and even their back, whereas other people it will sort of almost come and go a little bit uh, seasonally. So we, we often find that when the skin is a bit drier, for example, over winter, it might be a bit more pronounced and certainly in, in different environmental conditions. So if you come uh, from a more humid environment uh, to, to one that's less humid, you might find that you just notice it a little bit more it's one of those things that I try to educate people. It's sort of part of you. It's, it's part of your genetics. And unfortunately, there's no clear way or, you know, simple fix to get rid of it 100% forever. It's actually just about maintaining, maintaining it over time. And, and there are various techniques that we employ to help um, kind of keep it smoother and looking a little less conspicuous, depending on how much it's bothering you.
0: You just uh, mentioned a genetic factor. Are there any other like is there any dietary or lifestyle link, or it's just just the genetics?
2: Yeah, there it, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we there has been a bit of research into trying to figure out why some people might get it a little bit more so than others, but there's been no convincing study that has proven that a particular diet will make it look better or look worse. It's, it's just one yeah. of those things, uh, and it's a bit of potluck, really.
1: And what are the best ways that you recommend treating um, keratosis pilaris at home? Are there any product recommendations or ingredient recommendations that you're, are your go-tos?
2: Yeah, definitely. So the the group of ingredients called alpha Hydroxy acids and beta hydroxy acids probably are your best bet. And they can be found in, in a mm-hmm. range of products, both uh, washes uh, that you would use in the shower uh, as well as in moisturising lotions that you can apply after the shower. So my, my first tip is to, to use a light loofah in the shower. So you can either use one of the mitten type ones uh, or actually a, a, a standalone loofah product and combine it with uh, say a salicylic acid or um, alpha hydroxy acid based washes. And there are, there are a few of these. So CeraVe does one called CeraVe SA. Um, there's also um, a range called Neostrata and yeah, a few other brands out there that all contain alpha hydroxy acids as the form of a body wash. Um, a bit of advice, though, it's important not to over-scrub the skin because I think that's what a lot of people I, I find tend to do and in a bid to sort of get rid of it for good. And as I just said, it, it's impossible. So it's about just sort of maintaining it in, in the shower with a light scrub. And after the shower, using a similar moisturising lotion to help kind of keep the skin smooth is, is a good idea.
0: So you've said like some good things to do at home, but are there things that you've seen patients do to like treat... Um, this condition, but that's actually making it
2: worse? Yeah, so I think when when patients really go um, helpful where they're trying to scrub their skin, uh, potentially even causing micro breakages and secondary infection, you can develop um, little pustules or that look like little pimples and that's actually when the bacteria gets into the skin and this can be quite itchy. It can often leave some scarring as well when patients uh, sort of, you know, pick their skin or scratch it as a result of secondary infection. So I think that it's a fine balance from between a light exfoliation and good moisturising to over exfoliation and secondary infection. So that can definitely be uh, quite harmful. And and when the skin really breaks down and gets infected, it can often leave scars that are then permanent or last for many months.
1: Mm. And you said that it often is more vascular. So I guess the more you scrub it, the redder it's going to get.
2: That's absolutely right. So it, it's, it's as I said, it's that sort of fine balancing act between trying to smooth it out, but not actually mm. causing more trauma or more inflammation to the skin that then makes it look more obvious.
1: Yeah, so how about in clinic? Is there something that's more effective for treating KP in a clinic?
2: What we tend to do at Southern Dermatologist is when the patient presents with a lot of bright little red spots that really bother them cosmetically, we can apply vascular laser. So a specific red laser mm-hmm. or targeting red blood vessels to help reduce that degree of um, blood flow. Um, it does take a few sessions. It's a subtle sort of outcome initially. And with two to three sessions, you can definitely see a, a reduction in those red spots. Uh, certain clinics will offer uh, exfoliating techniques such as microdermabrasion as well and uh, Again, a, a technique that should be mm-hmm. done very carefully and in, in expert hands. Otherwise, again, more trauma can be actually uh, induced as a result of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and if you manage to reduce the appearance of keratosis pilaris, how can you keep it at bay long term?
2: So it's about recognising that you do need to use a, a technique between two to three times per week. And that technique is either using a salicylic acid or or beta-hydroxy acid, sorry, or alpha-hydroxy acid-based wash in the shower uh, and then Mm. complementing it with a good moisturiser and or using a light loofah a few times a week as well inevitably, patients can get sort of sick of having to do it all the time. And, and that's the thing. It just does tend to come back and fluctuate. I, mm-hmm. I do encourage people to make peace with it to an extent because it's like anything. It's one of those things that if we were sort of fighting a bit of an uphill genetic battle mm-hmm. here. Um, but but it can certainly be improved and with regular sort of treatment kept, kept under control.
0: Joe, does yours bother you? Um,
1: not really. I don't think mine's not very severe, but when I have fake tan on, I find that because those mm. areas are drier, fake tan tends to cling to it. Um, so, I But I have seen, like my friend that I mentioned earlier, I have seen it on her arms before and she's mm. mentioned how much it bothers her that it's there, so she's trying to get rid of it. In terms of moisturisers, um, would you tend to recommend something that's more gel-based or do you tend to recommend more richer moisturisers? What would be the better option?
2: So I think a, a richer moisturiser will definitely hydrate the skin better. So usually I, I vote for mm-hmm. balms or creams over a gel-based moisturiser. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the AHA or BHA moisturisers are, are more lotion-based and they, yeah. so they're they sort of a two-in-one. They'll both moisturise the skin as well as gently exfoliate. Uh, but you don't want to overly dry the skin as well. And that's the problem with AHAs and BHAs is that you can definitely overdo it, over, over dry, strip the skin barrier and, and actually induce mm. eczema or psoriasis. And that, you know, you're going to then get other problems. But a, as a general rule, a good thick moisturizing cream, hopefully ceramide based, these are always going to hydrate the skin better. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll certainly give you give it a smoother appearance long term.
1: I quite like the um, ASAP Body Moist. That's got an AHA in it. It's quite lotiony, but I find that it is very hydrating. I like to use that. Can I free ask a question breath. about
0: my trick then? Because <laughs> i I don't get yeah. I don't get keratosis pilaris, so I don't. But I exfoliate my body, like especially if I'm fake tanning. But I have a, it's the ordinary AHA toning solution. So it's like, and then I add a spray nozzle, and then I can spray my body. But now that you're saying you don't want to, like, over-irritate the skin, I mean, my skin never gets irritated from that, and I find that, like, it really preps my skin well for fake tan. What are your thoughts on a product like that? Because I think that's for your face.
2: Yeah, look, that that's absolutely fine. And it's about knowing your own skin, knowing your skin sensitivity and your yeah. limits. So for you, that, that's going to be absolutely fine, and I have no problems with it. Uh, it's when someone who already has very sensitive skin or eczema-prone skin perhaps does that, it just may not suit them.
0: Because I love that. It's like mm-hmm. a real proper exfoliation because it's like (laughs) well, the product I was thinking of Hannah
1: when I mentioned the gel based moisturizer was that um chemistry brand um hyaluronic acid I love that yeah it's just like hyaluronic acid in a tub and Hannah swears by it and I was thinking I wonder if that would be better for it but um, the richer, the better.
2: The idea behind the gel-based or the hyaluronic acid-based uh, moisturisers is they'll give you an initial boost of hydration because the hyaluronic acid will draw mm-hmm. water molecules. You do have to be a little bit careful because not all HA products are um, are equal. And some the the molecular weight of the hyaluronic acid is just too high, so it's going to sit mm-hmm. on the surface of the skin. It'll really plump the skin up for maybe thirty minutes to an hour immediately afterwards and make you feel you know really hydrated. And it's very nice. And a lot of those HA serums for the face do exactly that but for the more long-term or deeper hydration you do tend to want a cream or a a, a thicker moisturizer to really hydrate it from the sort of inside out but look Mm -hmm. temporarily those products are fine and they certainly won't cause any harm.
0: I layer though I do my gel Mm -hmm. as my body serum and then I add a moisturizer over the top. too much
2: no no I, i've got a saying i don't think there's any there's uh, such thing as over moisturizing and that is applicable mm-hmm. to any skin type even even acne prone skin uh, particularly when when i have patients coming in and i'm prescribing them drying products i just really emphasize that hydration yeah. is is actually the best thing you can be doing for your skin so mm. go for it
1: and if keratosis pilaris is really bothering someone, would you recommend that they make an appointment with a dermatologist as opposed to trying to self-medicate or buying products just to see if they'll work? Would you recommend a derm is the best option?
2: Yeah, look, absolutely. I'm always very happy to give advice on this topic, and we I usually provide a lot of samples so patients can try for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the types of moisturizers or the washes that I'm recommending. Um, every so often, I'll actually prescribe a topical retinoid uh, such as Tretinoin as well. Uh, that can also help just keep the skin a little bit smoother. And I think it's if you've tried some of the more common over-the-counter products and you are struggling or you're developing um, side effects as a result of them, I definitely make an appointment.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. That's been very helpful. Short, sharp and sweet. We've got to the point very quickly. I love that.
2: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: Product We didn't know we needed, Hannah. You've mentioned this a few times, the one that you've got on your list today, and I'm keen to hear what you have to say about it. So
0: basically, I have got most most of the moisturizers that I have around the house aren't gel moisturizers. And the ones that I use at night are usually like quite heavy, creamy Mm -hmm. moisturizers because I like that. Because if I if I use that during the day, my skin just goes really oily. So I've been using the Dermalogica Biolumin C Gel Moisturizer because I feel like it's really lightweight and it's obviously a gel moisturizer, but it actually, like I can really tell how hydrating it is, but it doesn't have mm. like the weight of like, a heavier cream. Yep. Because it's got a vitamin C complex in it, it also kind of gives you like instant glow. And like I genuinely, mm. it genuinely does, like I've used it and it genuinely does. Because I find gel moisturizers aren't usually, like I don't like them. But yeah. This,
1: this, they don't give you that like bouncy yes, look to your skin. This one yeah.
0: does. And so mm-hmm. if you've got kind of oily skin, I feel like this moisturizer is my favorite hands down. Um, I've I've mm-hmm. actually not found a gel that I liked. And this one I'm actually using in the morning. Really?
1: Have you tried the Murad um, nutrient charged water gel?
0: I have. I actually do like that one too. Sorry. I, I used like it that a, one a million years ago. That's actually yeah. super hydrating as well. I think for this, why I really like this one is because it's got the vitamin C. So it's got vitamin mm. C complex, um, it's got hyaluronic acid squalane um so hyaluronic acid and squalane are really good for hydration and then it's got the vib- verbascum that extract um so apparently that transforms the look of the skin with instant luminosity that do- that sounds like a big claim mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it does <laughs> we'll go with it we'll go with it i it really does though like it
1: does i wonder if i have that actually If I do have it, I'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, let us know what you think about it. But yeah, I feel Mm. like it's a really, really good one for oily skin if you're looking for a gel moisturizer that actually gives hydrate, deep hydration, and also um, luminosity. Mm
1: What's yours? Mine is a product that I've had to turn to uh, recently because wearing more makeup out of lockdown, my skin is getting a few pimples here and there, mm. um, which, as you know, is a bit out of character for me. But when I'm never wearing makeup, I don't really get any kind of breakouts. Um, but I currently have big pimple between my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if you can see the. It's more the texture that you can see of it. Like I that can it's see risen. it. Yeah. Um, but. I've been using the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye. I know this is meant to be an under eye concealer. It works really well for that. But it's also really good. It's super, super full coverage.
0: Super full coverage. Like I think that would it's cover, really I reckon good. that would cover a tattoo. Oh, I reckon
1: it would as well. It's so full coverage. Um, it's waterproof as well, apparently. Um, I use the shade... 14 light tan. Mm -hmm. um, And that seems to be a good match for my skin tone, but it covers redness and blemishes so well. You've just got to like be wary of whether or not they're textured. Like it's not going to cover texture. And probably if you have that texture where it's a bit dry and it starts to gather, then it's not ideal. But if you've just got one of those pimples, that's a little bit raised, but it's smooth. This just covers it so well. Like I've put that there today. Do you
0: know what would be really good for the video if I got mine and yeah. t- see for how much it covers, if it covers my tattoo? Oh, my God, yeah, you Hold should. <laughs> we're filming, by the way, because we're going to make some videos. where Yeah, we're so you, you only
1: need the tiniest, tiniest amount of this stuff or it does look quite cakey. But if you uh, use it really sparingly and on the right kind of blemish or under eyes, just make sure you prime under your eyes as well so you don't get any creasing. But that is definitely my product. I didn't know I needed today. Oh my god! Fully. Oh my god! Does it actually cover it? <laughs> no! <laughs> Show me!
0: Whoa! Oh! That,
1: As you can see, that! that has seamlessly covered my pimple between my eyebrows, but it's also suitable <laughs> for tattoos. <laughs> That's whoa wild isn't it so if you want to see it visually uh head over to our tiktok Door beauty um to see that in action we'll upload it at some point um hannah what are we finishing with today matthew actually said can you guys make sure that you do like a um transition into the
0: outro because sometimes you just, oh, <laughs> start, just talking. start talking <laughs> that sounds about right so I have um, booked an overseas yeah no I've booked an overseas trip but I don't oh, yes. I don't want to like publicise it even though I'm saying it right now because I have this feeling that it's not like I are just – are you scared
1: you're not gonna be able to go yeah
0: I feel like so- I mean like- everyone
1: already knows where it's to
0: yeah Thailand um yeah so I've booked return flights and I just I don't want to get too excited about it so like mm-hmm. my because if you get COVID and you do a PCR test before you leave you can't mm. get on the plane. And then once mm. you get to Thailand, you have to stay in like a hotel and then they do another PCR test. This is the co- official COVID test. And if okay, that comes yeah. back positive, you're in hotel quarantine in Bangkok. Oh, oh
1: you should probably like try and isolate a no, little I'm bit going before to, you leave. Yeah. So
0: Basically I've got like the two weeks we're in Sydney and that's Friday and then basically it's two weeks from that date and so I'm going to basically I can't isolate because I'm going to a concert on my birthday but it's an outdoor concert with my and I'm with my fam okay yeah wear a (sighs) mask wear a mask I'm gonna wear a mask Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like super hyper vigilant to like I was thinking like do I not go to the supermarket like I I just want to get to Thailand so bad I know I'm gonna isolate before we go to Sydney because I don't want that to get (laughs) cancelled for a week before sorry (gasps) I'm unavailable I'm staying home yeah so I I feel like I'm not getting my hopes up because anything can happen during Mm. this uncertain time as much as I hate saying that um, phrase exactly, but
1: let's all manifest for Hannah that she's going to get to Thailand. Yes, I really hope that you do. I know you need it. I need it. Oh yeah. my god!
0: <laughs> all right, see you guys. See you, stay it. <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs>